I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Testing, testing, testing. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I feel like I've got a cold coming. Uh, See, I thought I had a cold coming. But you had some cuprofen. No, no. I just managed to fight it off naturally. I think touch wood anyway. We've got a big wedding tomorrow, haven't we? Another one. Probably the the wedding of 2019. Probably the wedding of the noughties. Uh, yeah, probably, there's been some yeah. money pumped into it, and I'm telling you, like, I don't think that Harry and Meghan ain't got nothing on this, have they? No, no, we're very much looking forward the to it. TV the won't be broadcasting this one, though. <laughs> it should be. It probably he should he be, is yeah. the mayor of Portsmouth. Yeah. That's what Eamon used to always Portsmouth, call him. Portsmouth TV should be uh, yeah. filming it anyway. Mm-hmm. My TV. Yeah. They might probably. <laughs> but it's in Oxford. Anyone want to come? I'm sure you're welcome. All right, we'll pull out the full address at the end of the episode. Um, Luke, Luke Thomas, Thomas Betts. Betts. Jinx. <laughs> That's you done for the episode now. Be quiet. Otherwise I'll give you a dig. Um, Our friend Luke, LT Summers of the Hated Heroes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, big day tomorrow. Good luck, Luke. It's, uh, yeah, it is a big day, isn't it? Mm. Cool. That's it. Maybe we'll be listening to this as he's getting ready. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine if that gave our podcast gave him second thoughts he did a runner. <laughs> Cool. Maybe if Kirsty listened to it, maybe she'll do a runner. Cool. Yeah. I don't think the it'll one happen, that though. got away. No, it'll be like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fairy it's gonna be a fairy tale. It's gonna be like Brad and Charlene from Neighbours. Yeah. Is, uh, Especially for you. That'd be good if they had that song as well. Mm. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. He knows how to put on a spread, does Luke? He said to me, "Your your wedding has been a big inspiration to my wedding." He said. You've been going around saying that to everyone, haven't you? Upsetting people left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, wedding, so basically, because of my wedding, your wedding was good, right? Yeah. Well, it's true, really. I had a, I had a great wedding. Um, okay, anyway, enough of wedding talk. Let's talk wrestling. Uh, professional wrestling. We've got. A, we've had a bit of a hectic week, a pair of us. We've Always. been busy with shows. We split the... Yeah, split, split the, the cruise. Yeah, split the cruise. Um, we've, had, we've had Portsmouth-wide coverage this week. Well, you you have. Well, you're you're. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm I was kind featured. enough to put you in. I'm a, should we should we talk about that first? Okay. So um, so we uh, as as we discussed on this podcast, um, Goldberg came to our wrestling school a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we thought, or you specifically thought, and it was a good call as well. But the fact that Goldberg, who is an international wrestling superstar, visited our wrestling school would be a nice piece of press for our local paper, the Portsmouth News. Yes. So it's a story which is there waiting to happen. And we had a show coming up two weeks later at the Mountbatten Centre, which is just this past weekend gone. So we figured if we get a picture of Goldberg at the wrestling school in the paper, we could mug people off into thinking he'd be at the Mountbatten. No, no. <laughs> we decided um, if we could get that piece about Goldberg in the in the paper, they could follow it up with, oh, and you can see the, the stars of the Portsmouth School of Wrestling in action at the Mountbatten Centre on this Saturday just gone. Correct? That was the plan, yeah. Um, and somehow, Andy Boy Simmons, who, uh, who's famous for, um, so for being able to turn the attention on himself. I remember a main event Megastars piece about local, uh, local hometown girl in the Petersfield, oh, the the Petersfield Post. Post. Yeah. About local hometown, hometown no, girl. Has so a you got that <coughs> wrong, actually. So obviously I went into the paper shop, uh, the, the newspaper people, and said, can I put a poster up for the show? And... and I knew I wouldn't get another piece because I'd had one 10 years previous. 
So I kind of felt we went with the fresh story. But obviously, because I was local as well, we mentioned it. Well, so. so all I'm saying is we've got local girl having a debut professional wrestling match in her hometown. And what's the picture in the paper? Uh, okay, he's in it. Oh, she's in it. But what's the main picture in Who the paper? Who was on the front cover of the paper? A big picture of you. Me. And <laughs> so who was on the front cover of the paper yesterday? You. Me. So that's the point I'm making. So yes. you managed to turn it into... It's all about me. So, so it went like this. I spoke to the news. She said to me, I kind of thought I'd get fobbed off. Funny enough, our friend Luke, his words were, to me were, well, it's a bit of a short story. That was his words, like as in Goldberg. But you had a good comeback. I can't remember what it was. Someone who was like minor famous turned up somewhere and was front page. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it was who front was page that? of the news. Uh, I think it was Anthony Hopkins for filming Transformers. And he was front page. Yeah, and I d- I d- again, I did make it abundantly clear Goldberg is not in Anthony Hopkins' league in terms and, of celebrity. And essentially you were saying, look, we're, we're not expecting to get front page here, but we might get page nine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But as it turned out, Andy Boy Simmons <laughs> on his own managed to become front page <laughs> news. So. Yeah, so uh, if, if, anyone's, um, if anyone's looking at... Um, if anyone wants to read the article, obviously it's too late. It came out yesterday. I'm old news now, but there is an online article, and I had to film a little video. I've not even brought myself to watch it. But if you go to the news.com or search Andy Boy Simmons Ports of News, you'll see a video of me talking about how important wrestling is to me. But I, I can't bring myself to watch it, like I said, because I just know it was long, like, well, um, uh, wrestling is very important to me, uh, especially my professional career, because my wife was stood uh, outside the ring. So I thought, <laughs> I can't be like, oh, it's the most important thing in my life. Uh, well, my child, my children were sitting outside the ring. Um, so yeah, give that, give that a look. Uh, got a nice little plug. So I, as I said to you, it was like it was nice being a part of your story. Mm. You know, being a, I was, you know, I wasn't Denzel, but I was Denzel's <laughs> best friend. Yeah, you know, I was Denzel. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, check that, that was a out. Good people. reference, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. We won't tell people. Um, Let people message us if they understand the reference. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so, yeah, so that's a lovely, lovely little piece in the paper. And uh, you should see Andy walking down the streets of Portsmouth now. gets mobbed. Um, Literally front page as well. Like, a massive no, picture no, of him no, on the front page. The cover. And then... There's and a cover. No, no. a cover. But, yeah, but you were on the front page of the paper. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. But that's the point. Like, and front page doesn't really, I don't think, do it justice. The okay, wording. Sorry. The cover, the cover of the paper. I was the cover boy. You, you were also the full page poster boy of the supplement... Yes. That the article was in. Called Family Life. Yeah. Yeah, so she said, oh, do you have a family? I said, yeah. She said, oh, we'd be quite interested in talking to you just about your career. I might, and I might call the Ports of News up and go, hi, yeah, my name's Andy. Uh, <laughs> I've got a family. <laughs> oh, you're in. Yeah. You're in. That's it. That's all you yeah. need. Um, so, but it's nice though, isn't it? And mm. like it, I mean, it's it's nice to get the, you know, the kids in the paper in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something that... Well, like, I mean, well, our kids, not the kids at the Ports of School <laughs> of Wrestling. Yeah, our own children, but your child was mentioned the My day boy, he was born. Yeah, the day he was born, yeah. Or, yeah, so he was he was in the Daily Star. It wasn't the day he was born, it was on the... the so he was born on the Saturday that. and he was in the paper on the Thursday saying congratulations. Yeah. Hayley, uh, Calvin Quilden will be watching uh, York Hall, Bethnal Green. Yep. That's so he's nice. not actually watched it yet. So <laughs> Wrong. He's been meaning to, meaning to catch up on his rpwondemand.com. Like um, Goldberg. Like, Gold- like Goldberg. He's a big fan. That's what my sister heard anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, stop laughing. Sorry, it's just made me really made me laugh. <laughs> so, um, all right, so that's some good news. Like, some so really so nice that happened, news. the Portsmouth News. Yeah. Um, this Saturday, we split crews. Mm. Andy Boy Simmons was TC of the team at the 
Mount Batten. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be TC though, did I? Well, because you never listen to me when we have conversations. So, so you had a show in Chelmsford, and I we had you. a show at Mount Batten yeah. Centre. And I, said I was you. very much under the impression you were like, uh, okay. "Don't worry, I'll stick. It, I'll stick in Portsmouth. I want to get home." That's early not. That's not what happened. Uh, I said to you, Zoe Lucas backed it up. Actually, she no, said the same thing. Not at all. So I said to you, I said, "Is there any way you can change that date?" And you're like, "Nah, mate, can't do that." And you're like, "But don't worry about it because I can get a sound like obviously I sound systems." mine that I had to t- take them with us right and you're like oh don't worry about it I can get a sound system for the sake of a few quid we just split crews don't worry about it it's like cool whatever and then in the lead up to the show I said I'd said privately to Zoe and Dan that like, I might not go to Chelmsford because I didn't want to go basically <laughs> I don't like leaving my house anymore yes so I was thinking I'd stay in Portsmouth and stay in the Mountbatten Centre but I had never confirmed that I'd be in the Mountbatten Centre for the record um, so, yeah. Okay. And you can ask Chris Roberts' this fact as well, because I spoke to Chris Roberts and I said to him, oh, I've decided I am going to come to Chelmsford. And he's like, I never knew you weren't. And Chris Roberts' office. So. Mm. Your word against mine. I can't bother to argue about it. Well, Doesn't we matter. We got through it. So it's fine. <laughs> Didn't even need you. Uh, we used the we used the venue sound system in the end. I got there setting up the ring. So the I music was blaring. And I thought, oh. Here's a solution. Yeah. Because while you're busy going, oh, you but might yeah, need batteries and you might no, need this oh, cable. Oh, wow, that's ridiculous. I provided you with a full sound system with two cables and a battery. Yeah, but we know for next battery. time we don't need to take a sound system. Yeah, well, that's great. That is great. Yeah. So it um, uh, makes life easier for everyone involved. Um, which I, I actually was my instant thought. Do you remember the last show we had the sound system all set up and then like when we were taking stuff down, they suddenly put their sound system on because it's a BH Live venue now and they've got a new sound system. Yes. But, oh, they could have told us about this, couldn't they? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, oh, do we think about it then? Yeah. So it was really good. So if you want to come to the next one, it is January the 26th. Saturday, the January the 26th. Um, Headlined by two world, very well-known British wrestlers I've managed to finally lock down for a date. Oh, yeah. Who's, who's that? Johnny and Jody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Terry Frazier actually watched your match against Johnny and Jody, the Iron Lions versus Johnny and Jody. Yeah, so did Craig actually. Yeah, they watched so it together. It was oh, like did a they? viewing party. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how they watched it. They watched it on rpwondemand.com. Well, or no, because they never watched it on rpwondemand.com. <laughs> they obviously watched it on IPW on demand. Oh, all right. IWN, oh. IWN Network. Yeah, but my point is, did they really get it from there or did they get it from nowhere else? <laughs> Craig's not like that, mate. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I don't even like the fact that you'd suggest that. No, me neither. I'm How sorry, Craig. You? Much love to Craig. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I forgot his birthday, actually. Craig, Same here. That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see him tomorrow. Yeah. So. Happy birthday, mate. Happy birthday, Craig. You'll be listening. Um, all right, so, th- so, so the show, uh, Portsmouth School of Wrestling, everyone did us particularly proud. Um, I, uh, Santos was on the show. Los Federales, Santos Jr. Yeah, he was on the show. I really like him, actually. Mm-hmm. When you first told me about him, I was like, he sounds awful. I told you, he's hilarious, isn't he? He's hilarious. I don't think he's hilarious. He's just well, an athletic... You, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's an athletic big man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked him. Um, Crusher Curtis was back for one night. Well, at least one night. Was it only a one-night contract, was it? No, not, not necessarily. But uh, he, uh, him and Big Grizz, they couldn't get the job done against the Estonian animal Timo and Curtis Chapman. So bear with us, folks. There are some people in this show that you might have heard of. Um, and just the lads who had their first run out all did really well as well. Unfortunately, uh, Hardcore Tom couldn't make it. Though. No, Hardcore Tom had to pull out, unfortunately. But Simon, Jason, Kieran. Kieran, who obviously we interviewed, he did very yeah. well. 
So how was how was Chelmsford? Chelmsford was good. <laughs> Who won? Uh, Jamie Hayter beat Zoe Lucas Ooh. in a very good women's match. Okay. I was quite impressed with that. Previous guest Zoe Lucas. Previous guest Zoe Lucas. That's what we talk about, previous guests. Um, Josh Bodum and uh, Jonah Rock had a good match. Jonah Rock is good. You'll see him on Sunday. Is he big? Uh, yeah, you'll like him. Okay. I'd like to be. I'd like to pretend that you've you've seen him before. I will. <laughs> no, oh. but no, but what I'm saying is like I'd like to because he's like her name, which is kind of like on the, uh, you know, he's he's a bit of a buzzword, you know, Jonah mm. Rock, you know. Yes. Um, and like I say, I'd, I'd like to think that you would have uh, seen some of his prior work. Um, Knowing that you're, you're going to be calling the action on, oh, well, I, but I'm, as they say, I you improvise. Only, you only okay. you only prepare when you're side by side with Kevin Kelly. That's very true. So, I'm working on a reunion for you two, by the way. I've heard. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it already. We're friends on social media now. That's good to hear. Yeah. So we're getting closer and closer every day. Um. Good. Good. Yeah. Just as. So you're getting upset about his relationship with Rocky. I get a bit jealous, yeah. Then lovely little pictures they post on it's their pressure. social media. It's pressure, because next time I work with Kevin, it's now going to be like, is he as uh, is 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 good, yeah, mm. good as Rocky? Yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the shows you might be working on together, Rocky may also be in attendance as well. Oh, really? So, <laughs> so hearing over my shoulder, like, listening yeah. in, being so like, like oh, I don't know, man, I don't know. I'll be like, oh, Andy, can you sit the second half out, mate? I'm going <laughs> to put Rocky, Rocky in and see how he goes. Yeah, that will be, yeah, I'll get nervous so. that day. Well, you can't. Do you know what I mean? It could happen. Mm. Could happen. Um, so uh, Sunday. Let's move on to Sunday now. We're going to hit. Yeah, Chelmsford was good, by the way. Okay, oh, good. It was enjoyable. Um, nice venue. Do you know what ven- venue reminded me of? You said, yeah. It was a posh version of the Orpington Halls. What? Same sort of size. Same sort of size. Yeah. Um, white walls are similar to that, mm-hmm. but it's got. It had some nice lights, um, nice sound system. A fit manager? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did it on a date with her. Yeah. 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 yeah, we were texting buddies for a little bit. Yeah, she was about ten years older than me as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those were the days. Um, okay, so Sunday, though, was a rather sad day, wasn't it, for uh, all us wrestling fanatics? It was, and like, what is really sad is that this seems to be becoming more frequent. In terms of like, there was a time. Well, old age deaths, drug deaths. Um, well, deaths, deaths within wrestling, I'd say, just in the sense of. Well, I'd say we've gone through a pretty healthy gap. Oh, of yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we went through a healthy gap of it, but yeah. then, you know, over the last few, maybe. Well, no, the, a healthy gap of frequency of wrestling deaths. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember like in 2002, 2003, 4, pr- I don't know, up to Moving when? From but like, like 97, really. <laughs> Well, probably start with Pillman. Yeah. I guess. But our generation, I guess, knew yeah. was Pillman was probably the first one. Yeah. Um. But you know, from O two, you know, you Bulldog, Dudley, one of the Dudleys, Crash Holly, um, Hawk. You know, Stu Hart, who's old, but do you know what I mean? Still, do, still passed away. Um. There was like a massive. There was a two or three year period when yeah, it was regular, it was wasn't Eddie, it? Eddie ben Guerrero, Moore. right? Yeah, Benoit. Um, Can't mention him. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, three in one day, and two, I mean, to be honest, well, like, Brickhouse Brown, it doesn't mean, kind like... kind of four, because, uh, so Trevor Lee's dad passed away Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I knew of him, actually, founder yeah. Of, uh, founder of um, Omega Wrestling with yeah. Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, condolences to, to the families, especially, like, Trevor Lee's a great guy as well. Mm. Like, young, deceptively young as well. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. He, um, hell of a talent. I can remember um, having a conversation with Trevor Lee when we were driving back from York Hall once, and I said, would you, I think... Lindsay was pregnant at the time, so she might have been about four or five months pregnant. And I just said to Trevor, I said, oh, Trevor, do you have any kids? He goes, I'm 24 years old, sir. And I, 
yeah, that's not that young. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like having kids. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like my yeah. well, my mum, who's obviously a generation before us, had all of her kids by the time she was twenty one. So it just sort of made me. Did mid. she? Wow. Yeah, yeah. She started at nineteen. Oh, maybe twenty two then, because I'm a few years younger than my brother. She didn't have many breaks in between, did she? No. Oh, my dad ran it like rabbits. Lucky man. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, um, yeah, and Brickhouse Brown. Yeah. So, do, do you know the story about Brickhouse Brown? Uh, I don't know. Repeat it, and I'll ask say if I know it. So, Brickhouse Brown. Um, so he had um, cancer. He had prostate cancer, I believe. Okay. Um, now he he didn't want to ask for any help. So obviously, but when his cancer got found, I guess, he didn't have any insurance or anything. Um, and unfortunately, he didn't ask for any help. Um, so, and it's, it's a type of cancer which is treatable. But Bret Hart, well, Bret Hart he, he, it, and he yeah. caught it early and he's spoken about the importance of, uh, you know, catching it early. Um, and he wound up, uh, was wound up, the Cauliflower Alley Club wound up paying for his medical bills but by this point it was kind of too late and it was terminal because when they found out about it they were like of course we're we're kind of contribute because that's what cauliflower alley Alley club does um and uh, the cauliflower alley club um it doesn't it's a charitable foundation that donates money to to like kind of wrestlers um past wrestlers i guess um but it doesn't do it with any fanfare so it's never made public you know okay um but I think since, uh, is it Brian Blair, I think, runs it now. Oh, does he? Um, right. Since he's been running it, kind of, he's o- more open about what they spend the money on because I think they kind of needed to be, you know, where's, where's the money going from the conventions and whatever. Um, but they were spending some money, money on that. But anyway, um, he wound up, um, I don't know if you remember, it was reported a couple of weeks ago that he passed away a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so he was declared dead and like the, the cover was over his over his head and everything. He was declared dead. And his mum was sat there with the body, waiting. Uh, his mum? I think, he, yeah, his mum yeah, was waiting for the, the body to... Uh, I assumed he was pretty quite old. Um, I think he was, but I think his mum's even older. <laughs> but, um, Thank God. But uh, <coughs> she was waiting for him to, uh, for the body to be collected, and she wanted to stay with the body. And uh, she'd kind of fallen asleep, and she woke up to him saying, Mum, I'm hungry. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't hear that. Um, and uh, that's been quite and a shock. Happened, and uh, but she thought she was dreaming at first. Yeah. And then he was speaking. Oh right. And like, um, so basically he had died and come back to life. But he's actually he's obviously they they knew it was like inevitable that he was like on the way out and he didn't have much longer to live. And I think he only lasted a couple more weeks after that. Um, but he was having conversations with people and talking about his uh his essentially out-of-body experience. No way. So, yeah, he really? had a conversation with someone. Like, I think it was maybe even the day or two before he died, he had a conversation about um, with one of the old-time wrestlers um, about that out-of-body experience and what was what he saw when he was... Like, so he believes he was dead. Yeah. Like, the same way everyone else did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he saw his body... He had an out-of-body experience, essentially. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, he obviously he came back to life. Um, so even though he's reported dead, he was alive. And then, obviously, sadly, he's he's now he died on Sunday. Passed, yeah. <coughs> okay. Um, so that was obviously, obviously, a big shame. Um, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov, um, who I don't really have that many memories of. Uh, my, I see my memories of Nikolai Volkov are more um, him being the comic character that sung the national anthem. Yeah. Um, you know, I know he had a run. Like, well, obviously, I know he had like runs with Hogan, but like that was kind of 
Surely you must remember he was in the Million Dollar Corporation. Oh, yeah, I do, actually. He had, yeah. had a tracksuit as well, didn't he? With yeah, the, and he had the scent uh, sign on his black trunks yeah. and that. And yeah. I think he was one of the, I assume he was probably one of the guys at the WrestleMania main event with Bam Bam Bigelow. And Obviously, I don't know. I assume he must have been. But, um, but he was, but again, like, what I mean is, like, his real run came... Well, it was before our time. Before our, our time, time yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. But was he, he was in the Bolsheviks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, those... That was where he sung. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and uh, those WWE packages they put together when wrestlers die, you do really get that whole career in like two and a half minutes, don't yeah. you? Like it really gets, yeah. gets you up to speed. Like, And I say this with, not facetiously, but it seems like every wrestler had a run against Bruno San Martino. Um, <laughs> you know? Well, everyone from that generation did, yeah. because Bruno would be the one who would sell out the garden and they'd rotate the... So it's not like today, is it? I think, in fact, it's almost... I mean, it tells you a lot, doesn't it? And obviously Bruno's another one who's passed recently in the you know in this recent spate of people passing away. But like um, the thing with uh, wrestling in those days, so you had Bruno who was like the top guy, and then guys would cycle around territories, but come in and work with Bruno. They'd come in and do a program with Bruno, you know, lay him out, yeah. you know, get his revenge, whatever have you, you know, um, and uh, and it would sell out the garden every single time and like be huge, do you know, like do monster business. Yeah. And part of it is like you know because they come in as like fresh faces and have that run with Bruno. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like Jinder Mahal was like, you know, like a mid-card guy and all of a sudden they're like, you're a main eventer today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. they'd disappear when they came back. And I know Jinder Mahal disappeared and came back, but when he came, even when he came back, he was a he was still job guy, card. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, then one day they're like, oh, you're a main eventer now. I've got an interesting fact. Joe had a run against Bruno San Martino. Uh, this might blow, you, might blow your mind. Blew my mind when I read about it. When I say blew my mind, I was just like, really? <laughs> Not Keith Myatt. No. <laughs> Close. Oh, really? Along the same lines. Uh, Marty Jones. No. Uh, I don't know. You'll probably really undersell it now. But John Quinn. Mighty John Quinn. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not like that yeah. excited, but... Oh, I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It is cool, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but when yeah. I say he had a run, I just I remember looking up his cage match profile just to see if he'd ever worked for the McMattons. Yeah. And he had. He worked with Bruno in the, in the garden. Oh, really? So, yeah. see, so work with Bruno in the garden's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kind of want to check that fact now, which will only take me two seconds. But um, One, two. Yeah, Finney does that, and he's nine. So, <laughs> we might actually be eight. Is he eight? He might be eight. Well, he's got a bright future ahead of him then. Uh, right, let me just double check that. So, um, so, but obviously the big one that that is sort of like more... I don't want to say relative to us or relates more to us is, of course, Grandmaster Sexo. Yeah, Brian Christopher. And, of course, we had dealings with him. So, uh, um, so yeah, we'll talk a bit about him. So, um, Andy, you yeah. went... So, obviously, I think a lot of people in English wrestling, British wrestling, um, knew he'd, he did Revival. Yeah, didn't which he? is a, the talk sport show that we spoke about. Um, so... Uh, again, and we will say like people's reputation. Pe a lot of people have reputations in the business, and Brian Christopher was one of them. And uh, yeah, so this is an opportunity to hear about personal dealings with him. But I never really so at, at Revival. I so I never saw him at all. Um, just from my perspective, just you've got the fan side of it, um, and you had a choice between whose pitch you got. Like I'd love to have had a picture with both Eddie Guerrero and uh, Brian Christopher, but unfortunately you had to choose one or the other. There wasn't enough time to have a picture with both of them, um, which really, when you think about it, what a waste of, you know, they could have made so much more money. Imagine if you could have a picture with both Brian Christopher and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, right. Like yeah. You had to choose one or the other. There wasn't how much time. was that? Can you remember? 
No, it's expensive though. Oh, what, what expensive for the time? For the time, yeah. What twenty quid? Maybe? I would say maybe twenty twenty five quid. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty reasonable now, isn't it? Well, y- you yeah. you can't even get a picture with Marty Skull for less than fifty. Well, can I say confirming Bruno San Martino defeated Virgil the Kentucky Butcher on the eleventh of March, nineteen sixty eight? You got any? At the Madison Square Garden. I'm a numbers guy, uh, Andy. Oh, I nearly um. said Marty because that's uh, <laughs> that's Marty's line, isn't it? Uh, I don't think I have any have any. Uh, no, I'm not interested, then, mate. I can know. tell you, Miguel Perez, who I assume is not the Bariqua, defeated Luke Graham. Crybaby Cannon defeated Johnny Rods. No, there's no numbers here, unfortunately. Okay, well, do you want to get back to your story? So, yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah, so you can only choose one of them. And I have my picture taken with uh, Eddie Guerrero. And I also heard um, lots of stories about Brian Christopher, which I'm sure I hope you'll tell us from your insider's uh, viewpoint. Um, so that was my initial. But I remember the show itself, and he was just his WWE character. It was great. What Grandmaster Sex Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music as well was the yeah, same, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was kind of like a massive weekend for us because I'd been wrestling about a year but I sort of known Mark's own by about 18 months at this point. And being 2002, I hadn't yet turned 18, 17. And it was, it was I don't know, early February, I think, was the show. And my grandpa, this is the first time I'd ever dealt with death. My grandpa died, I think, three days before this show. And due to our religious background... you d- Straight bet- in the ground. Boom. That's it, straight in, yeah. So... I think he died on... My mum would know if she was here, but she's not. Uh, give uh, her a call. <laughs> yeah, Only well. take two seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my grandpa died early that week, and I think the only day they could fit us on was on the Sunday to bury him. Uh, well, to cremate him. Uh, so uh, in a way, I was almost like, oh, thank God I can still go to the show, because I knew it was going to be such a big show. Eddie Guerrero was going to be there. Brian Christopher was going to be there. I've got a question. Go on. Do you think you still would have gone to the show if it was on that Saturday? No. Okay. No, I was very close with my grandparents. But I'd have been a little bit gutted. You'd have been cursing it to this day. <laughs> like, I can't believe I missed out on that. Well, I got to be on Revival, the actual show. Like, oh, you, did you really well, you that? can see me. <laughs> you can see me. Obviously, I was very excited as an eighteen-year-old. Mum, look, I'm on the telly. Uh, you can see me. I'm sat like right at the end of the entranceway. See, I was devastated. I wasn't because I was front row for Revival. Okay, just a, a little sub story because that's yep. what we like to do. We like to mm. deviate from a script here at the Ace yep. Circle Wrestling Podcast. So, I was front row at Revival. So, like. Obviously, they worked it. So, like, all the... So, like, they basically said... And this is where... Uh, this is where I think one of the, f- the... Was one of the failures of FWA. And one of its strengths as well. So, if you ever went to an FWA show, like a smaller FWA show, everyone would be rabid and know who everyone was. You have strangely popular wrestlers, like the new breed, Ash and Curve, yep. who would be um, people who would frequent the FWA London training school and be best mates with all the trainees, right? But all the trainees would be sat in the audience and they'd be going, like, FWA, FWA. And, like, you know, they would... Uh, they'd get behind all the wrestlers, they'd, they'd know who all the wrestlers were. So it helped give FWA an identity in terms of the characters that were wrestling on the show, right? Um, and when you first go to a show, you don't realise that they're actually trainees, right? They're just a group of passionate wrestling fans, like all kind of like teenagers, who yeah. make the product seem well cool, right? And like when Alex comes out, they all do the show, you know, like raise their arms in the air, and, uh, you know, just little things like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then obviously as you go to more shows, you get you begin to realise that uh, It just sort of becomes obvious, maybe. Yeah, it yeah. becomes obvious, yeah. But then what I thought was really bad was revival. So the tickets were twenty five pounds a ticket, I'm gonna say, like just across the board, every I single thing. I think it ticket. might be twenty quid a ticket. Oh, was it? Okay, I whatever think. I remember whatever the price was, it was the same price for the for every single ticket. And it was all un- unallocated seating. 
And I remember on the radio, Tommy Boyd was like saying like, um, uh, can, uh, saying like, you know, get there early. The earlier you get there, the the better seats you're going to have. You know, so um, that's that's essentially what I did. I got there super early, queued up super early. I wasn't the first one in the queue, but I was in the first probably 20 people in the queue. Are you really? Yeah. Did you go on your own? Uh, no, I went with, D I want to say Dan Ambrose. Okay. Before, weren't we? Um, and uh, so we come, the venue f doors finally open, right? If you took a wrong turn, you wouldn't have wound up the front row. Come steaming into the venue, literally probably, probably like the second or third person into the venue to try and get this front row seat sorted. In, boom. All of a sudden, like the whole front row's filled up with a... Uh, what, what, even, <coughs> excuse me, by the time you got there? So by the time I got there, okay. like, so they must have already been, so like the trainees must have already been seated yeah. in their position, which is obviously opposite the hard camera, mm -hmm. where they were going to be rabid and make loads of noise, right? Yeah, I see. So, okay. But then there was one side where there were seats still available, and I managed to get to there, right? Got in those seats, all of a sudden, someone comes around and says, sorry lads, can you move? Like, these no. seats are reserved for someone. And I remember it was actually Simon Rothstein, Simon Lil's boy, yeah. who's, uh, you know, went on to, um, you know, do the, public relations for TNA um, he was in he was essentially given my seat and he was like oh don't worry about it I'll sit like a couple of rows behind so he gave me and like me and Dan like our our seats back essentially oh, that's good so like I always so despite the fact I don't really know Simon I've, I mean I've spoken to him on email a few times and you know like uh, that spud story we told last week that was so the media stuff was coordinated through him but I've always like I don't say like had a soft spot for him, like I fancy him. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I know I've you always mean, had yeah. a fondness for him because mm -hmm. I remember that moment. I wonder, does he know? Does he know? Uh, that probably should? not. Probably yeah. not at all. Yeah, I'd he imagine he doesn't. Remember. Yeah, um, but he wouldn't. And he probably doesn't okay. remember. But he it was just a genuine, nice thing. You know, he worked yeah. for the Sun at the time. Sure. Um, and like he didn't have to do that, but he did. So because he did that, I was able to sit front row for it. Um, but then, like I say, when the TV show, I was convinced I was going to be on the TV. And I like you say, you, you saw yourself on the TV, and I was like pumped about being on the TV. And like I think there's probably only the occasions before that so I was like I was convinced I was going to be on in UK the UK Nitro show where I was sat I knew exactly where I was sat but I was so far but I don't even know why I thought <laughs> I was going to be on the telly you know and I know your Jade's News crew uh, signs made it on the telly obviously uh, with your ex more expensive seats but um, <laughs> but um this time, I was like, I'm front row. I'm definitely going to be on the, the telly. And, I'd, and by this point, I'd done a few front rows at FWA shows, but none of the shows were ever getting released, so I'd never get to see myself <laughs> on those. So like, I'm like, I'm going to be on Bravo, and I can't wait to tell everyone I'm there. But then, like, obviously, I realised how TV works. Like, it was all shot from the hard cam, mm -hmm. like, and all the shots of the crowd, they obviously just, like, only shoot these over-enthusiastic yes. young men. But I remember, I was, like, going crazy at that show, Um Thinking I'm going to be on TV, and the the bigger my reaction, yeah, the 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 better it will be. And I also remember Tommy Boyd saying like, uh, "Oh, you need to everyone bring signs." Like, so it's like WWE, like the American. I didn't bring a sign. I wish that was a story. But um, we were given signs on the way in, so I had a few different signs throughout the night as well. Okay. So I was like, I'm convinced I'm going to be on the telly, and no, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing but, is unlucky. Yeah. Like. But you, on the other hand, well, I got, I was, I was uh, sat on the corner of the, I think it was the entrance way or either one of the corners of the barriers. But I was also in a backstage skit with Alex Shane and Scott Parker. Well, you really? What did yeah. you do? So Alex, Alex Shane, sorry, and Scott Parker were having a row, and it was like, you cost me that match against Eddie Guerrero, and Alex like, oh no, I didn't. I don't know what it was, and I, they had a pull apart in the uh, in the locker room and I just remember actually thinking this isn't this is actually pretty good 
This yeah. isn't like two old English wrestlers trying to be American wrestlers for the sake of trying to be like what they see on the telly. It was like aggressive and real and it was good. Like, like pushed one into the locker and anyway, I'm one of the guys who's like, calm down, calm down. Oh, I had that role when Alex and Danny Williams went at it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. You see me in the newspaper oh, breaking cool. it up. Oh, I don't remember Don't that. ruin it. You'll ruin it for everyone, Alex. You think you're like Vince McMahon, did you? You've you ruined, ruined it. it. You've you ruined, ruined it. it. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. yeah. That could have been tight, couldn't sense. it? That well, angle. it could have been because it, it did get some national press. I, it did get national press, and like I think, uh, so just to again, we, I suppose we should contextualise as we just got. We on will get it. back to Brian yeah. Christopher in a minute. Um, yeah. So Alex and Danny Williams, Alex Shane and Danny Williams, a boxer who had just knocked out Mike Tyson. Um, somehow they managed to get Danny Williams involved with FWA. I don't know the backstory. I'm sure Alex would be able well, to. Well, I think the story is Danny Williams tried to get him with WWE. Oh, okay. And, and uh, WWE weren't interested. Which I can believe because WWE didn't touch Ricky Hatton until like he was a washed up fighter. Yeah. You know, they could have had Ricky Hatton years ago. Yeah. And like, uh, and they had Ricky Hatton in a match. He did a match, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, but Ricky Hatton in a match could have been like huge. Like, if they'd done a, imagine if they'd done a UK only pay per view. Mm. Like, even like, forget about America. Yeah. Right. But even Ricky Hatton was a name in America. But imagine if they'd done like a UK only pay per view with Ricky Hatton in a professional wrestling match. Yeah. I think it was like Ricky Hatton and Hornswoggle or something, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But do you know what I mean? But they could have got that on a pay per view. Like, yeah. they didn't need to be Hornswoggle. No, you could right, have yeah. given a rub to someone else, mm-hmm. like on the show, you know. Could have been um, massive, couldn't it? And it could have been huge, yeah. And I, but I don't, I genuinely don't think they realised. Uh, Again, I think because it was a day and age before Twitter and social media, really, like people always joke about WWE not being uh, not being in the real world, not knowing anything outside of their bubble. Yeah. But I think because of social media and and stuff like that, it's now more they're forced they're forced to be uh, to know what's going on in the real world because they need to know. You can't help it, really. Yeah, yeah. they need to know what's trending on Twitter. Yeah, like um, I, I I know who won bloody Love Island. I've never watched an episode of it live, but I just see it on my Twitter. And who know, won? Uh, Jack and Danny. Oh, Danny Dyer's daughter? I think so, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I support Danny Dyer. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's one of your old running buddies, isn't he? Yeah, it? I mean, we've, we've been out for a few uh, a few shandies a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the second time, I was really actually happy because I could pretend like I was someone. Because I was like, yeah, I know Tiny Iron. And he's like, yeah, Tiny, I love him. Oh, really? Because yeah. they did a uh, Dead Man Running. Okay. Terrible film. But Is they, it? Yeah. They did that together and Tiny Iron's in a big fight scene in it. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, and chicken and chips, yeah. <laughs> It will date every day. Yeah. I liked Tiny Storm the other day. I, mentioned I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, Brian Christopher was, was one of the headline attractions. And oh, I so FWA didn't make anything of this angle. I think we were getting at. Oh, yeah. No. They, well, I don't think they could because the idea was if Alex. Oh, so. The stipulation was at Uprising, if Alex lost, he had to fight Danny Williams in a. I don't remember the stipulation. It's something like that. But they which could, is no good to but anyone could, if you can't but they could have. But they could have done something with it. But then the point is, I think he... So then he had his world championship fight after... Um, so, like, it was between the show, like... So, essentially, after Uprising, he had a world championship fight. Yeah. Or no, lost. maybe before Uprising, he had a world championship fight, was it? Nah. Because Hot Wired, he was at. Yeah. And then it was something like Danny Williams was going to be in a special box watching Doug Williams versus Alex Shane. Okay. And the then, but basically, he wound up losing his championship boxing match. Okay. And that was it. Kind and of that was it. And to me, I was like, at the time, I was just like, well, you could still get heat out of this just by having Alex be like, you lost. You're a bottle job. You beat up, you beat up a washed up Mike Tyson. How are you going to fare with me? You know, I thought yeah. that could have been the, the one. And I also remember thinking strongly at the time, because Alex was embroiled in so many different rivalries at the time. He had obviously his feud with Doug, which was going on. Which is interesting. I spoke to Alex uh, actually the other day about when we was doing the, you know, the arenas about his match with Doug. And he said they never got a chance to sit down about the match until very close to the match. Okay. Um, 
but like he was in he was embroiled in a rivalry with Doug Williams with Steve Carino and Steve Carino was obviously the super hot one and I was just like well to me like I if I was booking and I think that was the difference between again the FWA philosophy and like say the IPW philosophy with the pushing fresh talent I was like Hey, Vanson's a man that should have been Danny Williams. D- Danny Williams, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got a good-looking young man in Hayes, and who, who's a good wrestler, good upcoming wrestler, and he would have got a real rub off of it. And he also would have lost nothing by being knocked out by Danny Williams. Do you know what I mean? If he if he jawed it to Danny Williams, like if the end result was Danny Williams knocking out Hayes Vanson at a show, Hayes would have lost nothing for it. No, and like it would have almost given him more heat. Whereas I feel like Alex was in a position where I don't think he could afford to have that done to him because he was a champion. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's another story. But um, but yeah, I, it just, it really was the opportunity for something mainstream. But anyway, that was a pull apart. So you were involved in a pull apart on a Yeah, that was it really. Revival. But if you go back and watch Revival, there's a little, I think, I think it ended up being in black and white actually. I think it's funny because like if you look at old pictures of you or like old video footage of you, like you can't really, you, you can kind of see it's you, but your voice is exactly the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, it's uh well yeah, that's it's interesting. Oh, I'm gonna go off on a silly side story now. I bumped into one of my old teachers today. Oh hey, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, "Oh hi, are you Mrs. McManus?" And she was like, "Oh yes." And I said, "Oh, you probably don't remember, but my name's Andy Simmons. I was one of your students." And she was like, "Oh yes, of course." We're talking like 25 years ago. Yeah. She said, "Oh yes, yes, I remember." And she, I said, "Oh, how are your sons?" Because I knew she had sons who also went to the same school. And she said, "Oh, they're all good." And and then uh and then she said, "What do you do?" And I was like, "Oh, here we go." I said, oh, I'm actually a wrestler. And, she, and I said, we're going off to do a wrestling show now. And uh, and she was like, oh, I better go, I better go. And then and I just, and then as soon as I'd sort of ended, said, oh, so nice to see you again. She wasn't particularly one of my favourite teachers, far from it, actually, but it was just nice to see her, I guess. Um, I then said, I said, oh, I've just told her I'm a wrestler. I hope I at least look like a wrestler today. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've got my red, bright red gym vest on, but like... Yeah, yeah. I think that sort of wrestling paranoia came over me. Like, oh no, is she going to think I'm like well, you've a... Got your, you've got your 90s wrestler look on at the moment, haven't you? That's what Zoe Lucas said, wasn't it? Yeah. When she first, that was her impression of you. Yeah. So, should we talk about Brian Christopher? Yes. So, I thought, weekend... I thought we were just going to do that thing where we make it an Andy Boy Simmons headline <laughs> story. <laughs> talk about me, me, me. So, I have got a good story about Brian Christopher. One that I can tell today. So, we were all very excited because Mark Sloan was our wrestling trainer... And Mark Stone was supposed to be wrestling Brian Christopher on that show in, I think, what was termed a dark match. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And I think, in a way, it was like, Mark, we can't put you on the show, like on the TV broadcast, as a wrestler because he didn't really have the body for it. Didn't he wind up being a referee? Yeah, he ended up yeah. being a heel referee. Yeah. And obviously, Mark, you know, with that, like we said before, without Mark, none of this is really happening. Okay. So, uh, so Mark was, I know Mark was excited. And we were all excited for him, like, wow, our trainer's going to wrestle Grandmaster Sexay. And if you go back and look at that show, if you look at the guys who were on the stage, so they did like a, they did like a lottery, essentially, of who was going to be in the tournament. So you had um, Gar- Which is funny, uh, wasn't Guy it? Thunder. <laughs> like, the way that works is funny. Like, you had all the big wrestlers. Yeah, but that was it. Everyone yeah. was big. Everyone yeah. looked like you would, you know. Yeah. If, if Drew McDonald. Drew McDonald, Thunder. Guy Thunder, Doug, Robbie Brookside, um, two of Alex's trainees, who one of them is now Sticks. Oh, no, was Sticks up there? But Pliers was. Pliers was there, Sticks wasn't. Sticks yeah. wasn't there, but Pliers was. Okay, so anyway, it was, it was a big group of, you know, real, a real good-looking wrestler. You know, we're wrestlers. And, uh, and word started trickling out that Brian Christopher had refused to wrestle Mark Sloan. 
And I tweeted about this the other day, but because I referred to Brian Christopher as too cool, I don't think anyone realised who I was talking talking about because he used to be no too sexy, too sexy, yeah. Which too he, sexy. he was before before he was Grandmaster Sexy. He, he was, was too sexy, too bro. sexy. Yeah. So the words used, and I don't know if Mark listens or not, but I was told. I tell you, he doesn't. But he does. I was told Brian Christopher said about Mark Sloan. Go, keep in mind, this is 16 years ago, Mark. So I think we're okay. You don't come shout at me when you see me. Brian Christopher said. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken mm. poo. <laughs> right? And I tweeted about that and I said that's the first time I'd ever heard anyone use that expression. So that's why Guy Thunder ended up in the match. And there's one part in that match. Which that wasn't, or was it Ulf Herman? No, no, Ulf Herman did the TV match. Oh, okay. Ulf Herman did the TV match. But there's, uh, there was speculation whether there was one particular bit where Guy Thunder absolutely levels Brian Crystal with a right hand. And Mark said, that was from me. Uh-huh. That Mark had said to Guy, "Give him a uh-huh. dig for humiliate." Do you know what I mean? Like it's pretty embarrassing, yeah, isn't yeah. it? You know. So um, yeah. So so that's exactly the type of person you don't want to meet when you're at wrestling. You know, like it, w- when you're booking. So uh, I think we've had uh, wrestlers who are dicks, have we? Or, or yeah, yeah, we've done that. Yeah, yeah. Topics we're gonna discuss. Uh, there's definitely some more wrestlers who are dicks. We need to have uh, yeah. uh, an episode on. Um, but like that's exactly when you're booking international talent. That's exactly the worst type of wrestler. You know, your worst nightmare is to book a wrestler and then you'd be like, oh, you're wrestling this guy and they take one look at the, yeah. the guy they're wrestling and they literally poo-poo it. And they absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. You've had that? Um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen it No, I've had... Uh, since. I've had like... Um, I've had wrestlers... Like, as I've, we spoke the other week about Rene Dupree, like, no-selling Terry Frazier. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, neither would I. He'd beat you up. Couldn't. That's a challenge. He's a good-looking man, isn't he, Terry? Oh, he's not in a modelling contest. If it was a modelling contest, so <laughs> you would be out. Yeah. Your wife would have you out and him in. That's she would in a minute, yeah. Yeah. And numerous other men. Um, <laughs> she always tells me who my mates she, she fancies. Really? Yeah, yeah. Who, anyone? Marty. Yeah, but is there anyone, is there anyone like, oh, Dan McGee? Nah, Eamon, you know. Eamon, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the Irish accent. Shut up. Uh, Anyone else? Uh, not not you, all right? Well, I know she's not into black men. No, she's not. Her mum would be like fuming. Imagine <laughs> that if she brought home a black man. God, that would be trouble. Yeah. It's bad enough she brought home a Jewish guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my story on Brian Christopher. Like, I, I heard other stories about him from that weekend that were pretty... Yeah, he didn't do himself any... He didn't win himself... Me- like, aside from the actual wrestling fans who were in attendance who wouldn't know any different because, yes. like, he gave everyone a great show. Oh, he was brilliant. Um, yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, aside from... But, like, he didn't he didn't win himself any fans backstage. No. Um, from what, like, from what I could gather, and he was never spoken of in, in kind of high regard, and he was never brought back to the UK to wrestle... Until about twelve years later or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I met I met him again, but not that I'm. I, he didn't remember me. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But uh, I remember I did a show with him a couple of years ago, and he looked in a lot of pain, like a real like old time. I know he was so a Memphis was after wrestler, my show, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember him telling me the story, and I don't know why he told me. He brought his girlfriend with him, and he was going to propose to her over in England. Did you hear no, this really? one? Huh? Yeah, and he was telling me how he'd lost the ring. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he found it again or something. And I don't know why he felt the need. And not I, I minded. I was, it was just nice to chat to the man. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know why he wanted to tell me that. But um, my point is, my, my one experience with him, he was all right. So, yeah, so he 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 obviously wrestled for me in 
to we spoke about it's freaky that we spoke about the show last week last right? week Where was he yeah, lost his course. iphone yeah um so he wrestled on that show and he was again like i get i've got nothing negative to say he was as good as gold when he was here the only thing i'll say is like he when i first saw him he was like you know had no interest in me like i introduced myself to him whatever he had no interest in me at all really just you know like just what again just did he know you were no, like oh i'm andy so I'm like, i kind of did say but he wasn't listening to what i was saying okay I mean? yeah, yeah. like so you know hi i'm andy i'm the promoter then rikishi was like hey brian he said this is andy he's a promoter he's a guy like he used to referee for me in nwe in italy he's a good guy he's a good kid he's built this promotion blah 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 and from that point couldn't have been any nicer to yeah, me. So okay. it was like it was just that moment of like kind of like you know I there was no illusions under my part that the only reason he was being nice to me was because I was paying him to be there. Right. But you'd be a right dick if you were being paid to be there by someone and you were horrible to him. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's not smart um, business, is it? So so yeah. So like when he found out who I was, he was you know absolutely as good as gold. Um, I found out via you know pictures on social media that I had nicked a load of merchandise. After yeah, this show. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them, all three of them, um, and we told the story about you know them having that nostalgia. And it's funny as well because what a difference one week makes, right? Because I said to you like so they obviously treated it like the, the end of it. So, so their point, their part on the show should have been done at the end of the match. They should have just gone. Mm-hmm. You know they won the match, celebrate, go. But instead they kind of held the whole show hostage for with the, you know, the nostalgia act at the end, right? Which was great for everyone live in attendance. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've, like, it was a lovely moment. The whole thing was great for everyone there. But there was issues with the fact that it wasn't respecting the rest of the card in terms of, you know... Time. People, time, and the crowd needed to go home. And, you know, like, that, that, was a, that was my main gripe with it. But, like, it's funny how, like, I was... Like, if you'd asked me, like, last week about that, Am I glad that they did it still? I'd be like, no, but I actually watched it back and it was on the, at the weekend. I, I saw you tweet about it, yeah. Com. And it was actually, it was so nice. Was it? it was. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah, it was, it was. So I'm glad that that did get a chance. And, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Could, have you got it on your phone? Could we watch it tonight? Uh, well, yeah, I can, I've got rpwondemand.com on my phone. Yeah, that's accessible what I mean, yeah. On all, uh, you know, all streaming, pla- devices. streaming devices. Yeah, so if you've got a mobile phone, it works on that iPad, okay. laptop, computer, uh, on Roku as well. We've got an Amazon Fire Stick. Load that up. Boom. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll watch that together tonight, shall we? Yeah. Well, I actually watched it on Sunday, so I don't need to watch it again. But right, fine. Um, but yeah, it was honestly, it was a uh, yeah, it was yeah, very sad, very sad news. Um, and again, like you say, just the increase in the increase in the deaths is is just sad, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So hopefully that's it for a while. Mm. But again, like there's that song, isn't there? Uh, you know, uh, is it a Bon Jovi song these days? There's a line in it. Don't you know that all my heroes die? But I suppose I'd rather die than fade away. Oh, really? Mm. I did a tweet once. I don't know whether people thought I was joking, but I was being quite serious. But it didn't really get any notifications. <laughs> and it just said, I, li- I said, I like watching the WWE Network because I can, I can pretend all my heroes are still alive. Yeah. And that's just the way it is, isn't it? And I'm not saying Grandma Sexo is like my favourite wrestler, but in my tweet I did last week, I did say about two weeks ago, I had a little Grandmaster Sexo sh- search on uh, the WWE Network, just because I thought that's a that's just a in in mannerisms and um, presentation, I'd say we're just that sort of like normal generic heel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that arrow. You know, the, yeah, that so like so like um so. Everyone's called it using the term "all in" at the moment, 
but he was all in on his character, wasn't he? Oh, 100%. And that's yeah, like, he's awesome. That's, that's the type of thing that we want to see from our wrestlers. Someone yeah, who's maybe not 100%. so much Grandmaster Sexay, like the too sexy Brian Christopher. Yeah, yeah. But, even, but even as Grandmaster oh, right, Sexay, yeah, yeah, he was, he was well like in, all so, in on that. Yeah. So sweet, like, but that's like a pro, you know, someone who's like 100% invested and committed into their character. Um, but yeah, it just shines out above all. Yeah. Um, do you know we're 47 minutes into this episode? Are we really? <laughs> yeah. So this was going to be just the... Uh, a ten-minute chat, yeah, <laughs> beforehand, but uh, we've blown our load, haven't we? So, um, but we we were literally today we were going to talk about world of sport wrestling, weren't we? We were. Um, so I guess well maybe we'll just talk about it briefly, shall we? Okay. We we bring the episode to an hour and then take it home. Mm-hmm. You know. And like, so you knowing, watched it, knowing us. Did you watch you it live? You didn't. I no, I have watched it. I watched it with. I forgot to pick this actually. Uh, so I watched the Sunday repeat with Finley, and uh, and he enjoyed it. And he he watched it as if it was almost like... So we had our show sun, Saturday night, and he came to watch that. And he's not a wrestling fan by any he means. He is now. Well, he, he, he'll he watch it in... Uh, what's the word? Like, batches. Short bursts. Short bursts, yeah. So he'll come to a show, and he'll be glued to it all night, chant along, sing along. One show he came up to me and goes, Oh, Andy, Andy, can I have a belt? <sighs> That's going to cost me 20 quid. Uh, that's 20 quid worth of belt I can't sell now. Um, but of course, I let him have a belt. And then you <laughs> slyly took it away from the next day. <laughs> when it's, you in the c- it's in the cupboard now, doing nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, I could have stopped. Anyway, uh, so my point is, so he'll come to a show. He'll absolutely love the show. If I, the following morning, say, hey, uh, can I just point out, that's what happened with Hayley before before she realised it was a proper business. She'd be like, her niece and nephew, oh, can I have a mask each? Right, yeah. <sighs> Can't say no. She knows it's a proper business now, so it doesn't. I remember, <laughs> I remember I brought a mask off you once for Finley. And I said, oh, I'll do is, you know, knock a few quid off. You know, I'll do it for eight quid. Now I know how much you really pay. I don't think that's true. It's very true. I don't think that's true. What part isn't true? The eight pounds part. Oh, that sounds about right. Um, so, uh, or maybe you were thinking, because it was right at the beginning of my relationship with Lindsay to the lady I'm now married, you're probably like, oh, he's not going to be with her forever. I'm not <laughs> giving her a kid a freebie. Uh, no, I'm sure I would have given it to you for cost. No, you didn't. Um... Took out my wages. Cool. Yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? World of Sport. Yeah, so so he sat and watched it, and I said, did you enjoy that? And he said, yeah, he did. So, I'm glad he did. Yeah. So, I watched the show. Okay, so there's a few things that I need to make clear, first of all. Right, so, one the one thing I hate more than anything is that people who just close their minds to anything. So I watch it with an open mind. But when I say people who close their minds to anything, it's people who close their minds to constructive criticism, constructive criticism as well as... Cl- so, I, I, so, 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 so wait, so, 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 I'm, so what I'm saying is, okay, so you need to... If you watch World of Sport Wrestling, you need to watch it with an open mind and you need to understand this isn't aimed at the core group of wrestling fans so you need to go and watch it with that open mind and say this is an entertainment show that you know focuses on pro wrestling the thing that we all love but it's not going to be presented as you know this it's series. not going to be entertainment it's like, like you know to put it to people who are probably listening it's not going to be aimed at your typical rev pro fan it's no. not aimed at your typical progress wrestling fan it, I mean, it's, a, it's aimed at your t- typical maybe all-star wrestling fan. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Super Slam wrestling fan. Well, I'm going to assume whoever are all-star wrestling fans 
majority of them are just essentially WWE fans. Yeah. In the fact that like, oh, but just okay, yeah, but it's just you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, a ki- it's a kids like to, okay, so so it's an entertainment show, yes. right? So let's get that on the table first and foremost. I understand this. You have to watch it with an open mind, and you have to you can't go into it and be like, well, this isn't the wrestling that I like, therefore it's no good. You have to watch it with an open mind. That's the point. Yes. So that's the point I'm making. That's number one. But the second point I'm making, number two, is the fact that you have to if you. If you accept that fan, that you have to watch it with that open mind, you can't and you can't then sit there and say, well, you know, it's not aimed at you. Do you know what I mean? Because I can give you my honest opinion of a show. Yeah. And if it's something you not want to, you don't want to hear, well, it's not aimed at you. That kind of attitude doesn't do anyone any favors at all. So I'm going to give my personal opinion on it. Okay. I'll probably get a lot of heat for it because mm-hmm. obviously, as you can tell from the tone of my voice, I wasn't that enamoured by it. Yeah. But. I will give constructive criticism onto... Your opinions are your own and not mine. Yeah. Okay. WRS yeah. Wrestling, follow me on Twitter this week. Oh, really? So I've got my fingers crossed for season two. I hope so, mate. Right. I hope so. Okay, cool. So, uh, so here's my... So my opinion is... Um, so I watched the show. Um, I didn't watch it live because I was at Chumpsford, but I watched it. I've got it on series link. I watch it. I watch it every week and I hope it gets better. But my, uh, my thoughts are... The opening video I thought was great got me all excited I was like this is going to be good this is going to be you know such a step up I've made my thoughts about the pilot perfectly clear I think the exact terms I used to describe the pilot was it was a load of old tosh <laughs> um, so the uh, so the, the opening vignette I thought was great um, the bit with Stu, uh, Stu Bennett being like these are the best athletes yeah. yeah yeah that was good that was real that was real ITV professional yeah you know Exactly. The voiceover was great, and yeah, Justin sized him as a superhero and yeah. all that. Like it was like that wow, was, that was great. That was really good. I thought. Yeah. Now, to me, it went downhill from there in the sense of the next thing. So you had too many cuts. Like so, everyone's already said all this stuff, but there was like, too many cuts and replays of stuff that didn't need replaying. Um, and also, I didn't like the cutaway shots to the audience, which emphasised how small the building was, um, and the fact that they kept using the same guys for the cutaway shots in a probably what I'd imagine was they'd done 10 minutes of Bouillet before the show started, filmed that, and then did the cutaways, you know, the Jeremy Kyle cutaway to the audience looking shocked, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, so I didn't like that. But, like, the fact that, the, for me, the show opened with a multi-person... So so you, the, my biggest gripe with the whole show was there was no introduction to any of the characters, and that's something that ITV do better than anyone. And something that, when I told people I didn't like the uh, the, the pilot, they were like, it's not aimed at you. But why is it not aimed at me? Because you're a wrestling fan. No, I'm a fan of rubbish TV. I am. That's my bread and butter. You know me. I lo- like, I love my uh, TV programs. And uh, Ninja Warrior is one of my favourites. Um, and what I said was, if you watch the two side by side, Ninja Warrior entertains me, World of Sport didn't. And you'd think that World of Sport would entertain me more than Ninja Warrior, considering the thing they're doing. I've got no interest in people you know, on, on rings or like, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Climbing nets or, do you know what I mean? Like, I've got no interest in any of that stuff, but I have an interest in pro wrestling. But it's the overall package of Ninja Warrior that like, suckers me in. It's just, I guess it's the same sort of thing with X Factor. So ev- everyone throughout the world loves music. Yeah. But I'm not that bothered about a, a, a music game show, but I'm, well, I'm not really into it so much now, but there was a few years where I'd follow it religiously. Well, be, and and but what was the main reason? Well, you're interested in the people. Exactly. You're invested in the people. The people. And what ITV World of Sport didn't do was give me a reason to be invested in any of the characters. Bearing in mind it's entertainment. Now, if it was if it was a pro wrestling show, 
and it was just and it was it was it was based upon in-ring competition then that's fine you don't it, it, the, the the emphasis doesn't need to be as much on the people pieces but this is entertainment we need to become invested in these characters so to me we needed to in, we needed an introduction we needed a recap that grado won so so obviously i like the fact that Stu bennett was like you know Grado's not going to represent us as a champion, but we needed a recap video of, the, of Grado winning the championship. Stu should then come out and say, uh, you know, like Grado shouldn't, look, this is a look at our champion, right? And then you can play a little 10, 20 second vignette on Grado. And you can't tell me they can't do this because they do this for Ninja Warrior and they make a boring maths teacher look like the coolest dude on earth. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Like in 20 seconds they do it in Ninja Warrior. Like they, obviously they don't preview, they don't give a, you know, a piece for every single um, every single competitor on Ninja Warrior, but they do, you know, all the key ones, the people you think might be interested in, like, they do a, a, a piece, and even, like, the, the competitors were like, oh, you know, Sam Brown, last time, I've just made that name up, mm. last time he, last time out, he reached the, you know, the wall, and he couldn't make it after three attempts, will this time be different? And they show him black and white, people going, beat the wall, beat the wall, and, like, him running, like, oh, you know. Okay. Um, so, to me, like, he could be like, take a look at our champion. Just play a vignette of Grado, right? Does that man look like a, what a champion should be? And then you bring out Grado. Because you've played the vignette, you've introduced him. He's not just a, you know, just a random guy on the TV. And bear in mind, what I would like to stand stand here and say is, like, it's very easy for me to sit here and say, I'd do this, I'd do that. But I wasn't there. I wasn't doing it. And it's, you know, and, and to me, like, the fact that it's on TV in the first place is a huge achievement and something that I've not been able to do. So, and I couldn't produce a TV show which is slick looking as that. But all I'm saying is, because that's another, you know, when people, you know, when you give constructive criticism, people are like, well, you can do it. If if, why don't you do better then? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't have that budget. I don't have that TV studio. I don't have, you know, but... Um, that is the way I would have done it differently. I would have had you know him introduced, them in the ring together. Then when Grado makes his funny line, which I thought was hilarious, but I know Grado, right? When he said, you know, when Stu said something about you don't go to a gym and he says something like, you know, I walk my dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, was like, I thought that was a funny line, but like, you know, because if you don't know who Grado is, that line's not really funny, right? And then I think the biggest sin of all was uh, you then went to like a five-person match when none of the guys got even got entrances into the ring. You just brought them all out together to the same piece of music, looking hard, whatever. And you had, like, multiple men in the match where the rules weren't clearly explained, and we've just assumed that everyone knows the rules of wrestling. We have a dodgy DQ in that match, um, where it's, like, break on five, just about breaks on five, but still gets disqualified. So a dodgy DQ. We have a count out where the guy nearly kills himself. Um, I believe the count's cut as well, so he's not really out the ring for... 10 seconds. So he does that dive. Just in size. Yeah, he yeah. does that dive. Nearly kills himself. The old Undertaker WrestleMania dive. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, he comes in the ring and he's like, oh, it's counted out. But then Rampage Brown has been, is out the ring and has beaten the count. And he's like, oh, he's the winner. Oh, but Rampage is being added to the main event as well. Why? Like, and why surely the match should just carry on if Rampage hasn't actually been counted out? Yeah, there's no reason, the to, end the there's match, no reason there? to end the match. So they come up with a freeway, and it's just like, just so confusing. So, yeah, well, in that, because I texted you about it, and I said, yeah, I think the I mean, if the first match has to be a five way, I think you need some sort of clean, definitive. Yeah, wrestlers win. Easy. Wrestling yeah. wins by pinfall submission. Pinfall submission, yeah. Yeah. 
And like, um, so I think, and you, in, in that way, you can get like you you could get over like pinfalls and submissions by having four pinfalls or you know two pinfalls, two submissions. So you know these are this is what it takes so you've accomplished that in your first match. I understand why they wanted multiple people in the first match because they thought it'd be exciting on the eyes. But to me, I feel that it should have opened with David Boy Smith Jr. versus Will Ospreay, which of course was a better advert for professional wrestling in ring. But again even though the match was as good a match as you're going to have in like seven, eight minutes, however long they went, um, I just think they did a terrible job of introducing the characters. Like, first of all, like, why should I care about Davy Boy Smith Jr.? You say he's the son of the British Bulldog. Who is the British Bulldog? Right. Why assume? Do you know what I mean? Like, they could have had pictures, like, again, little little backstories. Like, I'm Davy Boy Smith Jr., son of the late, great Davy Boy Smith. You know, show family pictures of them together. What what was it like growing up with a dad as a huge wrestling star? Now I want to... And, like, my dad, like, was responsible for flying the flag for Great Britain over in America. Now I've come here, and I want to help revive a British wrestling scene and fly that flag the same way my dad did. Boom. All of a sudden, I'm invested. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got Will Ospreay. Who's Will Ospreay? He's a human highlight reel. He's capable of doing things which no one else is capable of doing. You know, he is the modern-day British wrestler. You know, love him or hate him, you know, he's going to have you talking tomorrow. Now I'm invested for Will Ospreay as well. But we never got that level of investment. Instead, we've got a lot of hype in the commentary about Will Ospreay, about David Boy Smith Jr. But then Will just loses straight away, which is fine. Again, if you've built David Boy Smith Jr. up as like your big deal, yeah. you know, well, but who's just beating him? Just yeah. a guy, mm-hmm. you know? So like, to me, that's, you know, obviously where... I, I think mistakes were made. I think you could have really done something to establish Will. could have really done something to establish Davey Boy Smith Jr. Um, I think they're two great talents. I think the, the, the roster on ITV World of Sport is actually very good considering all the guys that they lost, you know. Um, but I just feel that so much more could have been done. Um, and obviously then you had your tag tournament where you have the angle where wrestler leaves it was just like wcw like you know when there's just like <laughs> angle 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 boom 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 like everything was just so quick um it didn't have a chance to register um i thought kip sabian did a nice job in his little promo he did yeah yeah i thought that too actually um so um but yeah i think that was my overall takeaway and then the, the main event was like again a multi-person match like a freeway or whatever and uh again so quick and rampage wins but what does that Again, we haven't established Rampage, really. We know he's in a tag team with Shah Samuels, and, oh, I think CJ Banks turned up as well, which I think was randomly. I don't know. But I think they're all in a gang, aren't they? Well, they are, but like they just turned up together. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They just turned up all together in the main event. Right. But I think they established Shah and Rampage were together in the first match. But again, do you know what I mean? I was watching the show. I couldn't even tell you. So I think that, that for me sums it up you know too much stuff happened in and i understand again i understand the the whole concept of car crash tv but it's it's not a one and done you know we spoke a few weeks ago speaking about you know wrestling i personally don't think wrestling as a pantomime is a sustainable business model aside from obviously once a year quite you know so i can see world of sport this this incarnation of world of sport i could see it being something like oh on christmas eve every year we're gonna put the wrestling on yeah do you know what i mean so once yep. a year two hour special yeah two hour special once a year you know but as a weekly tv proposition i just don't think it was very good and i feel that and again it filled an hour it was it wasn't offensive and i don't think it unlike the first episode i think the first episode i personally felt did harm i think anyone 
I think it devalued anyone who was on that show, weirdly enough. Do you know who I'm going to ask? Who? Callback. Brian Dennis. Do you remember Brian Dennis who told oh, yeah. me he enjoyed he it? Yeah. He enjoyed the, the New Year's special, I'm going to say. Yeah. I did see He'd definitely watch it. I guarantee you watched it. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what he thought. Yeah. Um, and again, like I'm not speaking for every wrestling fan in the country. Um, but you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm speaking for myself. You know, <laughs> I'm just giving my personal opinion, and I'm not saying I could do better. You know, again, why don't you do better? I'm not saying I can do better. I'm just saying if I were to have done it, this is how I'd have done it differently. Because there's nothing worse than being like, oh, it's crap. Well, why is it crap? It just was all right. Yeah. So I'm giving a constructive criticism as to what I did and didn't like about the show. Production, like the, obviously the production-wise, it was great. And um, the, the, I thought the setup, I thought the ramp was great. The screens were great. Um, again, I just thought, you know, a better job could have been done of making the venue look bigger and just those const- constant... Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> those constant cuts. Oh, I don't think you meant to say that. We'll get that bleeped out. I didn't, <laughs> didn't say anything. So those constant cuts, uh, to me, were just like... Uh, Headache inducing, you know, mm-hmm. um, which again is perhaps someone's, uh, you know, thoughts on pro wrestling. But you know, what I hope, I well, hope that ITV can listen to this, not listen to this podcast per se. Well, it'd be great if they listen to the podcast. So, like, Andy, we want to give you a million quid to come <laughs> and sort this show out. All right, mate. Cheers. No Let's worries. Start again. Let's start. Yeah. Right. We need to hire Clean David Slate. Star, Andy Boy Simmons, Andy Boy Simmons, Kevin Kelly. Um, what else would we do? We'd probably uh, call out all our titles undisputed. That's been upsetting some people. Just oh, one it? guy in particular keeps going, why do you call this undisputed? <coughs> it's actually disputed. It's not by me, all right? Yep. So <laughs> You write the scripts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm very happy it's, it's on there. And I recognize the opportunity that it being on... Um, being on mainstream TV has. I want it to succeed. If it succeeds, we all do better. If World of Sport Wrestling is, is a success, then being able to put wrestling on a poster will equal ticket sales. And that will make it better for everyone. On the flip side, you think if it fails, maybe WWE won't be as aggressive in the UK. So maybe that would benefit some people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So you, you, yeah. you don't really know how, you never know how it's going to, um, you never know how it's going to unfold, do you? So like, no. again, and I'm not saying, I again, with that comment there, that wasn't me being like, oh, WWE's this and that. I'm just saying you never know, you, you know. Yeah, we'll have to revisit this um, scenario in like six months' time. So like, so, so for example, in 10 weeks' time, or maybe three or four weeks' time, we're going to have our answer on World of Sport because I think whatever the rating was this week, I know it wasn't exceptional, but you can throw that out the window. Like, it's what the rating is in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks' time that the real story is. Now, when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's probably better suited for a Sunday morning time slot. And as you say, like, Finley watched it and he loved it. And, like, when I watched it, I was like, I can see, you know, kids get that stuff. Like, I watch uh, I watched an episode of Power Rangers on Netflix. Did you really? Not a clue, mate. <laughs> Honestly, it was just crazy, right? But as a kid, I loved it, right? World of Sport, akin to that. Like, who are these characters? I don't know. But it doesn't really matter for kids because it's, like, all flash, isn't it? Yeah. But then, like, a, a weird thing is as well, though, that, like, the ra- in terms of the ratings, like, the majority of people were older. So it's uh, it shows you it's almost like it was a nostalgia audience. Yeah. Um, which I guess is what happens when you market it as World of Sport Wrestling rather than, you know... WOS Wrestling. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I think that whatever... We're stuck with it now. 
So. Well, we are. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like I like I say, and I hope the episodes improve. Um, because which which naturally, even though I know they're only taping over three days, but naturally by the time you get to the end episodes, they're going to improve because everyone's going to know what like the cameramen are going to know more what to expect. You know, the wrestlers are going to be better at working to times. You know, it's it's very new for a lot of people. So you know, I personally I I do hope it succeeds, even if you you get something different from what I'm saying. I've literally me giving a constructive criticism is not me saying I want it to fail. I want it to succeed. Mm-hmm. I, and in fact, I desperately want it to succeed because I I want there to be a, a thriving independent wrestling scene. And I be- believe this could be a big part, a big key to that happening. I think if it gets renewed, a lot of my friends get more work. Um, and if it gets renewed, hopefully a lot of my friends or a lot of the guys will be exposed to a wider audience and then they can become draws in their own rights. So we won't have to fly over ex-WWE names. We can now be like, oh, Kip Sabian, come on down. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. And guys like that, you know. Cool. Just incise them for champ. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. There's my take on it. You didn't really watch all the show, did you, Andy? Oh, to so be honest, I've watched it all yet. I will sit down and watch it, though. So why didn't you watch it all? Well, Finney was watching it, and I was doing some work, I think, on a laptop. So. Do you think if it gripped you, you would have watched the whole hour? I think any wrestling struggles to grip me at the moment. Oh, he's jaded, isn't he? Well, I just... It, yeah. Why? don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I just didn't have a chance to. But I will. I'll, 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 uh, we'll, I'll do a brief uh, synopsis summary of episode two. Okay. Next week. So you can tell us what you thought of episode two. Yeah. And I can tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But yeah. Well, I think so let's wrap up there because we've got to get back to training. So, yeah. So there we go. Um, that's, uh, that's our episode. All we've right. rambled a lot. We've spoken about World of Sport. Mrs. McManus. Um, Brian Christopher. Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. Brickhouse Brown. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And you know what we don't talk about enough? What? Just plug in the wrestling school. We run a really good wrestling school on the South Coast. By far, easily the best wrestling, sco- wrestling school on the South Coast. Well, I think so. I think we actually... Uh, yeah, we talk about wrestling school one day. Like, mm. in terms of, like, wh- who we've produced and what we have and... Funny stories. You know, funny stories. Mum, yeah. I need a Coke. Yeah. Um... Something funny might happen tonight. You just Who don't knows? know. Who knows? And know. someone famous might turn up tonight. Yeah. Again, you just don't know, do you? So, um, a future world champion may walk through the door tonight as well. You know, like in terms of like starting out today, you never know, do yes. you? Yes. Um, so, there's always that element of excitement. So, um, so yeah. So, the re- if you're interested in the wrestling school, it's revolutionprowrestling.com forward slash training. It's got all the information. Um, if you want any advice in terms of uh, getting started... Um, don't email me saying, uh, hey, just looking, just got your information off a website, seeing you do training. What's the address? Because on the website, it <laughs> says the address. <laughs> what's the times? Obviously. On the website, it says the times. On What's the price? On the website, it says the price. So, happy to answer any questions, but if you want to show good, a good aptitude, if you want, if you want to set a good first impression, ask questions which aren't answered on the website. Yeah, there's not a lot to read, is there? There's not a lot to read. There really no. isn't. It's just like who, what, when, where. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it. So hopefully some of you will come to training. There's no need to sign up. You can just turn up. The hardest part is walking through the door for your first session. 
Yeah. Um, so if you want to talk more about it, follow me on Twitter at aquilden, A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N. Or follow me on Twitter. Well, as he's yawning <laughs> and falling asleep, don't worry about not, it. I've had a long and, day. Uh, don't worry about it. And um, uh, look, he's so tired, he can't even at, get the... Uh, at voice. B-O-Y. What? A? Jealous, aren't you? Nope. I'm jealous that you're verified, actually. Someone should set a Wikipedia page up for me so I can get onto that. I would set one up for myself, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, it's a bit lame. Setting your own one up. I know a few people who set their own ones up. Oh, dear. Yeah. I didn't. I know some people had them taken down as well. Um, but I'm, yeah, I think I'm relevant enough to have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Well, I've done my time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got if anyone out there wants to do a Wikipedia page for Andy Corden, please do. Referee, booker, commentator, ring announcer. Pisshead. Father. <laughs> um... Not a pisshead. You know, you might be able to be like a early 2000s. <laughs> you know, that, that stage of my career. But right now, I'm I'm good to go. I don't really drink at all. But I'll tell you when I will be drinking. Tomorrow. At the wedding of Luke Thomas Betts. Yeah, and Kirsty, can't wait to find out your middle name, Sol. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about that, actually. Right. I've not drunk since your wedding. Of course. Put the Smirnoffs on ice. And by <laughs> Smirnoffs on ice, I mean Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff ice. <laughs> um... So, yeah, it's going to be a good time had by all. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll speak to you next week. Oh, my Twitter is B-O-Y-S-I-M-M-O-N-Z. Cool, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Laters.